And the second it was, the second one was I went heavy on squat, was trying to do, um, I think it was like 345 mm-hmm. for five. So I, I hit 340 the week four for five. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so I'm going to 345. So I go down one, go to the second rep, go for the third rep, and I couldn't get up. And I had my wife was behind me. I said, you got to, because I was, she's spotting me. And I said, help. And so she comes and she tries to curl that fucking bar. And my wife, <laughs> my wife is 135, maybe. Like it's not she, happening. <laughs> she just curl it. I'm like, that's not enough. And she and so and uh I did have the um safety bars on, but I had them mm. too low. I didn't realize oh, I didn't change them when I got no. there. They're they yeah. at the lowest setting. So I was like all the way down <laughs> and, and oh man i was like you're trying to kill me <laughs> so i was like you should be really trying to kill me there mm-hmm. and i was like next time with your legs like you like you squat the bar with me because you're not gonna curl 345 <laughs> no, no i'm not fucking curling 345 either <laughs> like what is up everybody my name is kyle matovic I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty, physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on leg day. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica. So if that's a problem, kiss my ass. Okay? I am. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. This is In Liberty and Health. And today I have Tower Gang Cole on. How you doing, dude? Fucking go. Doing great, man. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, did you uh, train anything this morning? I know you just kind of got back from the Lord's house, but uh... no, no. I, Sunday's my rest day. I leave it to the Lord only. But uh, no, I usually I, I run six days a week or not. I mean, I work out six days a week. So uh, Sunday's my rest day right now. Mm, um, I got you. Unless unless I like I miss a day like sometime in the week then then i'm might go seven days so who knows mm-hmm. okay i got you yeah th- this uh last two weeks i've been on a little bit of a diet break i know you uh tweeted back to me on the one thread i did but uh, oh yeah I- i'm i'm fucking just like cooking because i've been cutting for so long i literally gained 10 pounds of body fat when i got married um in a oh week. yeah dude i i there's i don't know what it's like almost like a diet break for me the last two weeks too i've been trying i'm still trying to cut down I, I mean i've uh lost already like 20 25 pounds mm-hmm. and probably gained probably 10 to 15 pounds of muscle um mm-hmm. but i've been dude i ate like four pieces of cake like on thursday and then friday we went out to a hibachi <laughs> grill so i just i mean i just destroyed like <laughs> 400 grams of carbs and rice and so the next uh, day i woke up and i was four pounds heavier and i was like well that's water weight but i know like it's still like even when, whenever that like i don't know i have that body dysmorphia now anytime that that scale weight goes up i feel bad but i gotta tell myself no i'm good it's, I, I mean it's just water weight i just retained a bunch of water from eating like a ridiculous amount of carbs the night before even though because i was still at maintenance that mm-hmm. entire day i was still at maintenance so 
Yeah, I um somebody chimed along in that tweet and said, uh, "Oh, there's no way you gained ten pounds of body fat in a week." I said, "No, actually, if you would have went directly off what the scale said when I left before vacation, <laughs> I was 188. When I weighed back in, I was 214." <laughs> yeah, so I gained. <laughs> so it was ten pounds of, of fat, but it was also mm-hmm. like twenty pounds of just of, or more, almost thirty yeah. pounds. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a fucking week, but that's because I was cutting down, cutting down, and then um, I wanted to go at like maintenance, but uh, my I use Carbon Diet Coach, which kind of helps you estimate everything out correctly. Yeah. So like week over week, you'll do like check ins and it'll adjust mm-hmm. your metabolism as necessary, or like change the way that the coach works. And uh, so I wasn't quite at like a good maintenance. Now I got it pretty dialed in. But uh, I remember I was kind of like maintenance cut, maintenance cut, maintenance cut, and then finally when the wedding came, I just you know. Fuck it. Everything's off See, the table. That's what I'm, I'm, what my goal was. So I use a macro factor, uh, which does the same thing. It kind of every, every week on Monday, I have a check-in and then it like kind of goes up or down on calories, protein, um, all that. Um, mm. so I've been in a cut for like fucking, I mean, I guess since I started really, mm. uh, which would be last August, um, which I mean, and it's not like, and I've gone through different, I didn't start with macro factor then. So I've been like, I was down to 1800 calories at one point, which I shouldn't have been like, I that was way too low for me yeah. just start like, uh, I'm back up to like 2200 a day, mm-hmm. but my maintenance is probably around 2700, depending on if I live yeah. that day and how much I, like, how many steps I get in. But, but yeah, like I, my plan is get down, do that cut and then be at maintenance over the summer, then bulk over the winter, mm-hmm. which, you know, most people do, but like, that's just so, because I can, I want to maximize that amount of newbie gains I can get, mm-hmm. uh, after I kind of do that body recomposition uh, part. Yeah, that's uh, actually right around where I'm at. I was listening to you on a Libertarian podcast review earlier, and I remember when you said, oh, I'm only eating like 1,600 or 1,800 calories a day. I'm like, God. Yeah, it was a yeah, I messed, Dude, I messed up. I mean, I lost a ton of weight at that time. And I was I'm sure still, the fuck but, you did. <laughs> well, and the, and the good thing was I was, because newbie gains are so awesome, um, yeah. I was still progressing in all my lifts. Everything mm-hmm. was still going up. And yeah. I was, uh, and so, I, but then I was looking at it and I was thinking, I was like, damn, I probably, that's probably way too low. It really fucking sucked, like, too. Because, like, it was like, I'm eating, like, I'll eat, like, my morning breakfast, which was, like, egg whites and maybe a little sprinkle cheese on top. And then I'll, like, have some popcorn, like a small bowl of popcorn for a snack in mm-hmm. between lunch. And, and then I'll, like, have my lunch, which is, like, chicken breast and the like it was like ridiculous then when i was able to add in you know 400 500 calories i was like okay i can finally now eat kind of well i'm full throughout the day really Mm and not to worry about like and i'm still seeing if i do stick to it throughout the week and not have like bad cheat days Uh i usually i mean it's going down uh like i i think i changed actually because i was trying to do like a pound a pound and a half a week Mm -hmm. And I changed back to about a half a pound to a pound. Yeah, um, um, there's actually quite a bit of literature. Uh, there's a guy named Chris Barricat who does a lot of mm-hmm. research on like the body recomp stuff. And actually in trained individuals, it, it's not like as good as it is when you're relatively new. But yeah. as you get more and more trained, you still can do body comp recomp yeah. to a degree. But you're going to have to be very, very conservative about your fat loss and then also conservative about your muscle gain. So yeah. Um, the one person who I kind of look up to the most now, uh, Lane Norton, he oh, always says like, amazing. yeah, yeah, he's awesome. I I just had his ex on, which I, I feel weird saying that, but um, 
Holly Baxter, she was just on the podcast I recorded with her yes or no, 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 I'm sorry, Friday. That's going to air actually before this one. And uh, yeah, she's she's awesome. But what Lane would always say is uh, if you try to chase two rabbits at once, you'll probably catch neither. So that's why it's probably yeah. better to do like balk and cut, balk and cut. But um, I don't know. I, I, I want to get like to solid 185. I'm about six feet tall. I stay pretty active, usually like without a lot of cardio. I can still probably hit 10,000 steps a day. And uh, I, I, I always remember when I come back to maintenance or even do like a slight reverse diet how nice it is because i was struggling to do 530 pounds on the deadlift and then like as soon as i went to maintenance last week 500 pounds for three reps came right just up just like you using <laughs> yeah, 530 right up today literally this morning i did 455 pounds for eight reps jesus i did um i was able to hit 395 which i mean um the most i've done yet which i feel like i could have got two out of it was i did mm -hmm. 405 which i put that video up i think um and that was on like a push day i was like i was it was just some friends of mine were like over there doing deadlifts and they were maxing out and i knew i was stronger than these guys <laughs> and so i was like doing chest flies uh cable chest flies and i look over and i'm like i'm gonna hit that so i just pulled up like no no warm-ups <laughs> just pulled it and i was like okay i can do i can probably hit like 420 425 maybe mm -hmm. but i did 395 for two on thursday morning uh, which I don't usually do in the morning. I don't, yeah. and it was so it was a fasted uh, morning. I don't like doing morning uh, workouts or fasted workouts. I like doing it in the evening, uh, where I've been eating throughout the day, so I feel yeah. better. But so I was like, okay, cool. I, I mean, as long, I mean, th that progression is just so just so important just to see that. Plus, like just for like a like a mental thing of like, okay, this shit's still working. Like I'm still mm -hmm. getting better uh, and progressing, even though uh, like incrementally over weeks mm -hmm. yeah so you're um how tall are you and how much do you I'm weigh now i five i'm five eight this uh -huh. morning i weighed uh 172 uh -huh. but i think a route like actually body weight is like the it might be down to 169 probably is, is about where the average is right now if without eating like ridiculous amounts so he's last night i went out and i had like i went to go see a comedy show mm -hmm. so i had fish and chips at a, a english pub and then i had like four uh long island light iced teas so <laughs> i was which i know alcohol is not good for gains or whatever but i mean i'm not like um fucking oh, oh who's the um oh i was just watching i was just i it's the guy he's on instagram he's he also has a um a youtube oh, damn it but he was uh like ridiculously shredded all the time um mm. and oh, fuck that's gonna bother me now i can't remember his name um mark he, oh, he's also really into um uh he's he does a lot of uh fasting um intermittent fasting oh, thomas delauer delauer that's who i'm thinking that's of it. yes yeah. yes thomas delauer and he was talking about how like i quit alcohol 15 years ago because there's no benefits i'm like well it's fun like that's why i like it <laughs> oh dude yeah yeah no, no, i completely empathize with that because my wife and i went out to a uh, mexican restaurant and it's like our favorite Mex Me uh, mexican restaurant um around here so like um, I was working on my car in the morning. I had some shit to do just to get it um back to, you know, good because I was kind of letting it go for a little bit. So I was down at my dad's shop, did some work, went to Red Robin. We got watermelon margaritas. We had oh, some burgers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, um you know, we came back home, took a nap, and then went to go to that Mexican restaurant. And I had steak fajitas with shrimp. And I took some of my wife's stuff and, you know, all these fucking peppers that are probably soaked in oil. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It was so delicious. So, like, I weighed 186 yesterday morning. <laughs> and I weighed myself this morning and i was like 189.8 i'm like yeah well some of that's probably like 
the alcohol and all the yeah, other it's, stuff. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Right. I mean, it's like in that thing, it's just like, in your mind, you feel like, okay, I know I'm good. Like, mm-hmm. this is, it's it's all like a marathon, not a sprint. So even if I have these little, like, upticks, usually within the next couple of days, it's way back down. If I keep, if I eat right for the next two days, three days, mm-hmm. still drink enough water to, you know, because, I mean, after you drink alcohol, you piss like a racehorse. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so you have to, you know, replenish that water and then you'll, you'll come back, you come back down pretty quickly, which is, it's just, and I see my weight trend and just like, it's like this, like, you know, up and down, mm-hmm. but the trend line is still going down. That's all I care about seeing. But yeah, but from- yeah I know that feeling of. Uh, going to eat out and just being like, well, I want my wife's food too. And just like, <laughs> give me some of that. That looks good. Yeah, dude, I was uh, 250 pounds at my very heaviest. And right now, like I said, I'm around like 180. It, like 185. Was that 250 like you not working out? Or is that like I bulked up to 250 for performance reasons? Mm-hmm. Or were you just no. like that piece of shit like I was? <laughs> I, I would say probably like a fat piece of shit if I find a picture. <laughs> I'll try to do it. But yeah. Um, I, I like was 250 a couple times in my life. And then I did the carnivore diet for about two and a half years, lost all the weight. And then I moved over to flexible dieting and um, yeah, you, I maintained uh, the weight loss. Would you, I guess, would you recommend the carnivore diet? I know it's like, no, no, God, no. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the, uh, you, because like, it's a weird thing of like, it's almost, which I feel bad to say this, but it's like, but it's almost for any dieting thing of like, it's almost cult-like where they're like, nope, it's the best thing ever. Like it literally cured AIDS it's for me. <laughs> like, that's like usually, <laughs> literally every time I see yeah. like, someone talking about the carnivore diet, they were like, I have been doing it for 30 years now and I have never felt better. It's like, I mean, don't you want to eat a garlic knot every once in a while? Don't you just want to like throw down like... So what you'll find with the carnivore diet, if you do it, and I I used to recommend everybody do it, but like I've kind of realized that I probably hurt people by giving them this recommendation. Um, you just miss out on so much fucking good shit, dude. Like, sorry, I, I eat like a little kid. I eat fucking French toast every morning. I make protein ice cream, but then oh, for yeah. like lunch, I'll have ground beef with barbecue sauce and usually like a whole shitload of grapes, fruits, vegetables, shit like that. Yes. Um, you should miss out on good fucking foods. And not only that, there's been plenty of research to come out now um, that basically says that people who have more carbohydrates tend to build more muscle. So that's not to say that you can't build muscle on low carb, but um, there's something to replenishing your glycogen stores and yeah. just fucking enjoying food. Yeah. Like, it, it, I, I, I'm sorry, but eating meat all the time does get fucking boring. And I like, I go to barbecue restaurants fucking religiously. Oh, I dude, love I, barbecue. I love meat. I literally, I, I, I almost... I don't have any meal that doesn't include meat in it. As, like usually for the majority of the meal is meat, oh, but yeah. like it's still I'm still like I can't imagine. Well, one it, to me is like okay, it kind of makes sense. Uh, meat and any type of protein is very nu- nutrient dense, especially right. getting good like grass fed beef mm-hmm. and pasture raised chickens and all that kind of like whatever outside of those things. But I, I and I understand that part of it, but it's also like. People have been eating grains and uh, vegetables and fruits for thousands of years. Oh, like yeah. The same as meat. And literally side by side. And, and it's just kind of like if it's there to eat, there's there's a important reason why it's there. And it's also just fucking good. Like I'm not going to limit myself because mm. I might get a tenth of a percent gain out of, you know, somewhere in my life whenever I can get a, the better feeling like it's it's kind of like that risk versus reward kind of kind of thing, and I I'll take the risk of eating carbs. Like I'm not gonna. It's, it's, there's I, dude, there's no risk of, of, yeah. of eating carbs, despite what all these people say. So I, have you heard of Alan Flanagan? 
Uh, I don't think so. Okay, well, I had him on the podcast, and him and I kind of talked about this a little bit um, because everybody's freaking out about seed oils now. He's done a lot to kind of debunk all the bullshit surrounding that. Like, seed oils aren't fucking bad for you. And actually, um, canola oil in particular actually has a cardioprotective risk compared to, like, saturated fat. Um, now, one of the things that he brought up was actually um, with the hunter-gatherers, um, our ancestors back then actually ate, I think he said, up to, like, 60 grams of fiber per day. So they were getting a lot of like berries and stuff like that because the carnivore people will appeal to nature and say, well, we ate lots of meat, which is true, but they leave out the gatherer part where the gatherers would get a whole shitload of fiber. So there's, you were getting lots of, it it helps, it helps balance it because it helps, you know, the fiber helps like clean you out, especially if you're eating a ton of meat and a ton of red meat. Like it's, it's, I mean, I've done it, dude. I had, uh, I was talking yesterday with somebody. Mm-hmm. about uh so we went to my uh my dad was uh my aunt and uncle were in town so we went over to my uh my dad's place to mm-hmm. be with my grandparents too and my dad was cooking up steaks on the grill and like i think i had just eaten like like so but like i had like a big old steak and then like some uh mexican corn and i'm talking like five minutes after i finished i was like i gotta shit like nobody's business <laughs> like and just like and then and it was like not solid like it was oh. just i mean just and i was like okay i mean yeah it happens like whenever and it wasn't like i ate bad like i was i ate very clean i eat, i usually eat very clean i i say i try to stay away from seed oils i mean i know it's probably not but i like i'll still try to stick to olive oil mostly i mean it's yeah. not like i'm gonna skip out like i'll fucking go to like uh burger king and get a burger like or no, like i'll go to, i don't care like I, if it's like if it's in my house i'll try to stick to like what i like Olive, good olive oil mm-hmm. good quality avocado oil and then like um try to limit the amount of sugar i eat mm-hmm. that being said like i have a problem like if there is like if like when there was a cake at that uh that same party mm-hmm. i ate four pieces of cake because like i just couldn't <laughs> I, if there's something about like if i'm i can be very disciplined if i'm at home and if i know what I, if i track it and i like I, I can be like okay i can't eat this tonight i'm gonna just stick to my but when i'm out and we're around people i'm like fuck it dude i don't care <laughs> like i feel like there's cake there i'll just like chow down i am stoked to tell you guys about the show's new sponsor i am now working with mts nutrition which is a brand that i've believed in for a very long time and they run awesome cells and they have awesome products so um i want to tell you about their amazing protein powder which you're going to ask me how many pounds i have of the protein powder and the answer is all of them so here i got red velvet cake 25 grams of protein and they have the amino acids and everything on there, 59 servings. Peanut butter fluff, uh, fluffernutter, 26 grams of protein. And then also the chocolate chip cookie, which literally has real pieces of chocolate chip cookie in there. So 27 grams of protein, 180. As I've talked about on the show, getting your protein in is very, very important. So make sure you hit that link below and purchase your protein powder through MTS Nutrition. Boom! Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is, but like in it's probably not great but it's all i mean it sounds like you've been cutting for and once again this is completely up to you but probably been cutting for a little too long it might be time to just fucking you know rock and roll with a bulk um because that's kind of what happened with me on the carnivore diet so um my maintenance is yeah probably anywhere from like 2700 ish calories like right now i'm eating about 2650 a day and that seems to be okay um 
But yeah, like when I was on carnivore, I was eating like 1,800 calories a day of just meat. And then the weekends would come and I would just fucking unleash. Yeah. I mean, we'd go to the Cheesecake Factory and I'd have fucking two pieces of cheesecake. I yes. just couldn't fucking help myself. But now I'm so much better. When it's I it's kind of weird. It's like you food. can, it's like you don't get full. Like, I, it's like, I literally was like, I ate four pieces of cake. And I was like, I can eat more. Like, it's not even, it, it's not even hard. I could just yeah. down, I could down that entire cake by myself. Now I will feel like absolute dog shit mm -hmm. uh, later on. Like I'll have, I mean, I did, like, I felt really bad later on. I'll, I'll get really bad, like gas and like, but I was like, it's, it's a weird thing of like, where before I was on a diet or anything, I would get full, like that feeling of fullness of where like, I cannot take another bite came pretty quickly. Like it, but now it's like, I guess on a cut, it's like your body's just like, we need the calories, get it in. It doesn't matter. Like, well, stuff yourself. And, it, and it's weird because that, that's, because that also your body, uh, I think it's, I was listening to, I think it was Delauer talking about, or it may have been Huberman talking about why you crave sugar. And it's just like your stomach is, especially after a, a carb, like a heavy carb meal or a heavy, like, um, like your body is just like, we need the sugar as well because we just need the calories. It was, but, and your, your stomach's in this to your brain and your brain's like, all right, just fucking eat, man. Mm -hmm. And, um, unless you have that uh, crazy discipline, but after like, yeah, like you probably said, I, I know I need to get to maintenance by now or bulk a little bit more. I'm trying to get like that summer. I still want the abs to show for the summer. Like we're going to the yeah. beach in a couple months and I want to get like nice and lean, but yeah, no, dude, I, I completely feel you on that. Actually, real quick, just so I, I could show you where I was at. This was probably three or four years ago. See, that was me probably right around 250. See, but you still look built though. Like your yeah. arms are like still like I mean I get were you still li were you lifting at that time? Yeah, no, no, I've always lifted. But oh, it's okay, then yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. But I mean, so I mean, you you just you looked like a power builder there. Like you just looked yeah. like a power. Well, builder. you know what's funny is right now I'm like way 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 stronger than I was then. Back then I probably couldn't even deadlift four hundred pounds. Now four hundred like nothing for me. Like I, I could. My most amount of reps I ever did at 400 pounds was uh, 12, but I mean, I could probably, that, that's like nothing. 400 just like flies up for me now. Can't wait to be there. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know if, I mean, I guess with my height, usually I, I could probably get some, my, my, I bet my squat bench deadlift can get pretty high just with mm -hmm. my height and build. Uh, I just gotta get, I mean, I've only been doing, I haven't even been doing a year yet and I've mm -hmm. gotten up to almost four, like I'm actually doing a, a SBD um kind of uh like it was it's not an actual event i'm not actually going to get it recorded because they yeah. do do this for my gyms like every couple months my mm -hmm. dad just did one and he got 1200 pounds which he was pretty for and he's almost 50 yeah. um and he was so he was pretty excited about that his uh he just has to work on his deadlift his he doesn't deadlift mm -hmm. uh he only recently started deadlifting because i told him to um and then he doesn't really squat that much he's like he's afraid to but his bench is like ridiculous. Like it was, I think he hit three seventy five. Holy fuck! Yeah, yeah. For, That's for it, monstrous. Yeah, he he uh for his fiftieth uh birthday, he wants to hit four hundred pounds on the bench. Holy! For his fiftieth birthday. Yeah, bench yeah. is like my weakest because I didn't do bench for the longest time, and it was just recently. I would say maybe close to a year ago, I just started benching again, and like I my record. 
right now I haven't gone for like a one rep max, but I was able to do 225 for eight reps for two sets. That's good. That's good because yeah. my like uh my bench was never that's my lowest. I mean it's everybody's low, but like it's also lagging behind like the progression on my bench is far less than what the progression has been on my squat and my deadlift. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, like I was struggling because I was doing like 225 for five. And it, that's what I was like sitting there and I would hit like four and I hit that like two, three weeks in a row. Then I finally hit five. So I got up to 230. Like I went up to 230. And so I think uh, I just hit 235 for um, four this last week. So I'm really hoping by uh the end of this month my spd i'm we're gonna be doing it with my my dad and my uh brother-in-law and i'm hoping to get at least over 1200 uh because i can the squat and deadlift i can destroy those uh easily i already my, i think my estimated one max of those will give me above um 850 900 probably but it would just be going over to the bench and trying mm. to hit like <laughs> like 250 on it which is gonna be hard but um but yeah it, it's, it's something that's been lagging and i i guess it's because i'm uh, the current split i'm on i only do one top set of bench mm-hmm. um then i back off for like two sets of some larson press mm-hmm. um so like the strength my my I'm, it's a almost purely hypertrophic um split um so my and like with the the strength is all like just like one heavy set of squats one heavy set of deadlifts and one heavy set of um bench press every week to kind of get this just uh the 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 minimum amount you need to have strength progression so if i was to switch over i could probably make a lot more progress but i'm more in the bodybuilding stage of my right career and rippling right now one thing that I found kind of helpful for my squat, my max squat was uh, 365. I really don't go for one rep max on squats very much, but uh, that was the most I could recall recently. And I haven't tried it at maintenance. That was uh, when I was cutting. Um, yeah, so three, 365 on squat. I've done a lot of like belt squatting. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that has really helped my squat and also squat form. And then just like fucking learning how to like explode my core at all yes. times, especially Dude, like it's... I fucked my back up a couple of times because I was deadlifting. I, I'll never forget the feeling of, of like feeling something shift in my lower back and just like not being able to walk. Oh, oh my God. Awful. <laughs> it is, it's crazy because you do see it like, because that was something like from the beginning, I was always like, I'm going to be really um deliberate about having good technique like from the beginning like i was like i i i don't really care about ego lifting like it doesn't really oh we all say that <laughs> i know i know we all yeah, that's true it's like we're all like at the same time like i'm like i did that i just went the, i just told you the story about how i was like i saw guys doing 405 and i was like yeah. i can do that and so i just like <laughs> but like at the same time it's always like little things that i'm trying to be like think about okay i want my technique to be as good as it can be and if I can't get this with good technique, I have to go down. I have to re- I have to be able to be okay with reversing or like feel like I'm reversing my gains by going back down uh, uh, you know 10, 20 pounds mm-hmm. and do it with good form instead of like doing a max or doing a, a PR with not even perfect form. like especially in the three big lifts, like with like fucking bicep curls, I mean, I'll cheat so I, I don't really care yeah, like. Yeah. But like um, every week, I always, I'm like always think about okay how and I watch a ton of videos about okay how 
de- especially deadlifting. I don't know what it is about deadlifting, but like I'm like I need to be a perfect, especially with my because I have I have short femurs. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife has long femurs, so it's like it's kind of different. Whenever she's deadlifting, she's like I can't figure out how to do this part, and I show her, and I'm like, but that's different for me because I like your body's different, so I can't really um uh, like the cues I'm using. May not be, like, they may not, may not be the hard. same for you you have to yeah. like you have to figure it out and think about and watch it and like it takes a lot of dedication and research into be like my big thing i think her problem was she leans over the bar her shoulders are way far beyond the bar and so whenever mm-hmm. she's lifting she has to pull it out and so her lower back is always hurting because from deadlifts uh, does she do and, sumo or just uh traditional uh me and my wife aren't pussies um so <laughs> hey lane norton does sumo and he set fucking world records so i know that's funny that's i just love the uh the c-bum and oh, versus yeah. like jeff nippard and uh and jeff is a big lane norton fan it's as well sumo sumo squats for <laughs> <laughs> which I, I i know it's like it's good i might try it at some point there's a, a power lifter at my uh gym that he he likes doing sumo uh deadlifts but he was like, yeah, I just ran. He's like, I just tried to convince him out this week. And I, he pulled heavier than he did it on his sumos. He mm-hmm. was like, it was just something about, he was like, he's like, I always have trouble with sumos because my, um, the like inside of my leg, like rub against my hand. And he's like, mm-hmm. it really bothers me every time I do it. And he said, it, it was just kind of freeing whenever I was doing conventional, my hands felt free. I was able to pull like, a, it was like. I don't know. He was something. He said something about it. He was like, I even use straps, and it was like it was good. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I don't hate on sumo. I just think it's funny that the sumo <laughs> gets like yeah, shit on. sumo's cheating. <laughs> um, Do you listen to it, or are you conventional? Uh, I use trap bar right now, actually, which oh, people are going to make fun of me for it. But um, I, I don't see why that's that one seems like it makes sense to me because like it seems like okay, you don't have to, you're not as worried about leaning forward like it's like it's all right there the neutral grip oh the cues are they're so much easier like for me um basically whenever i line up to it is you know i line my hands up so i put my thumbs to like right the edge of the knurling and then pull my uh, thumbs in and then make sure you know chest out make sure my back's flat core real tight and then pull it's so much easier i guess the only my thing in thinking because i haven't done it but it would be like making sure it doesn't become a fully squatting motion because I feel like that would be my issue is like I would want it because I would because as a deadlift you know it, until you get above those knees like mm-hmm. that part then it becomes you know that that hip thrust to me is like if I was doing like this mm-hmm. I would want to just almost just squat the entire thing up rather than actually the deadlift movement with a hip thrust almost that's more of like trying to keep your core engaged okay. and not try to squat your deadlift like some people kind of tell you to do and you should get some leg drive no matter what but mostly oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know you want it to still be a pulling movement so um like when i'll do it typically especially when i get into the heavier part i'll like kind of lean back or you know kind of puff my chest back out and then pull back into it rather and, and i mean obviously my form's always good you get, but, get, um, you get your lats kind of pulled back and mm-hmm. kind of like pull down those shoulders so it, and that ch- so it really make yeah. sure you're like you're getting that good lumbar support yeah 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 so i saw you doing a uh, romanian deadlifts and i actually find that those with the um with the trap bar are much much better like i i really? i feel my, oh yeah i feel that's something that i hamstrings. that's why i actually i sent like i sent that video first to a lifting chat i was in Cause like, I was like, I need to make sure my, I, with the 
technique on those are good because I was I was heavy. Like that was too I think it was like, like two seventy five, I think. It was I think it was two seventy five. Two seventy five, two eighty five. Which I was like, this is getting close to like where I mean like it's not super close, but I mean like that's close to like a just deadlifting. Like if I like I was like, am I going too heavy? And I'm I do because I also the I wasn't feeling it great in my hamstrings or my glutes. Yeah. And I was like, I, and am I doing something wrong? And they're like, no, the, the form looks great. And I'm like, but maybe with a trap bar, I might be able. I also did, uh, I used, I was doing uh, some dumbbells, uh, um, RDLs before. And yeah. those really, for like high reps, for like 20 reps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those did, like, I, I could feel it at the end of that, really mm-hmm. feel it in my hamstrings. So it may be something where I just need to switch over. But as long as the form looked good, I guess I'm doing it correctly. Yeah, no, no, your form looked good. If you're not feeling your hamstrings, I would definitely recommend maybe trying the uh, trap bar because I know, like, still today, I did them on Thursday, and my hamstrings are still a little bit sore today. And, I mean, I will only use at most maybe 200 to 285 for the – the Romanian deadlifts that I would typically do anywhere from like eight to 12 reps. But yeah, I mean, they fucking fry my hamstrings. Dude. I only do four sets of hamstrings that day. Yeah, dude. It, there's uh, the, um, I do those. So I go squats and I switch right back. I switch over to the Romanian deadlifts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes to lunges. But like, yeah, it's like, and then I think it actually goes to, but then I do leg curls after that. I'm, re- I'm actually going to, I'm going to try to switch over. Um, after this, I finish this PPL split, uh, which I'm on like, week like four of 12 or whatever it's mm-hmm. on i think um switch over to i want to switch over to a, a full body like mm, i like frequency. full body yeah I, I i think there's two reasons why i i find it fascinating I, I the research on it is actually really cool like the thought of like high frequency but you're still hitting everything you're hitting everything five times a week like which is you know now the frequency to um volume type of thing the the research on it is kind of not necessarily just because you hit it more frequency means more gains, but, um, but like, I also like the, like, it's only five days a week as opposed to six. I mean, I get, means I get another extra rest day, which my wife would enjoy because I also go to, but, um, and as well as, uh, I can go a lot hard because I find myself on leg days, especially the end of those leg days, especially if you're really pushing it hard, mm-hmm. that last leg exercise I can't push as hard as I could, like where I know, like the 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 like the capacity that my mu- muscles have mm-hmm. to uh, push weight is not even close to what it should be what? because I did like, I mean you're, you're I was, already fucking gas. Yeah, I'm gas. Like my like, and it's not like mentally I know I, I have the fortitude, but it's like my legs just give out. Like it, and, and I and I like the thought of being like, okay, if I'm just doing two leg exercise a day and maybe one's just calves and the other one's like what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hamstrings or uh, quads, I can really push the shit out of those every day, or at least, you know, to RP mm-hmm. eight, nine, but like good right. quality reps um, and not and not feel like I'm leaving anything in the tank just on a because they're, they're already beaten to a pulp from earlier uh mm-hmm. heavy squats or something like that yeah so the program i'm running now is actually i do a full body push and a full body pull so um yeah. and i've actually found that that works really really well the only thing that gets a little fucky is that um when i go to do like squats or like the full body push when i do like a squats or leg press or something like that sometimes if my hamstrings are sore my performance may be a little bit hindered yeah but really for me that keeps my fatigue super super low and i only deadlift once a week i don't do deadlifts twice a week because that that just fucking it's so motherfucking fatiguing but um it's like unless uh, really unless you're like really just trying to increase your deadlift like like be like i want to you know i'm gonna focus on this i want it to get up I could imagine deadlifting twice a week. I mean, you would just be so like, just the the fatigue factor, like you said, on that is mm-hmm. because it there it really is like a, the probably the most full body movement you can do. Oh yeah, um, are deadlifts because it gets almost everything involved mm-hmm. besides like your chest, but right. everything do you, else. Uh, do you program deloads at all? I do. So okay. I they are in. Um, I got I have one. So it's actually so. Right now, it's I'm running Jeff Nippard's push pull leg program. So after the first, it has three blocks. After the first block, there's a deload. So this one is just like a medium frequent, a medium um, intensity, medium volume. The next one is a uh, the next block is a heavy. Uh, so mm-hmm. it basically all, everything goes down to three to five reps, really heavy. So there's a deload in between those weeks, and there's a deload on the final. There's a th- on the third block. There's another deload before you can run another program. So mm-hmm. always has deloads. Which I know, like the research for deloads on like newly trained individuals isn't as important as it is for advanced mm-hmm. trainees. Yeah, but I'm still like I still should probably do it just for joints as well. Just to, yeah, I'm uh, gonna have to send you over a couple of the podcasts. Um, I uh, did. There, there's one that's not released yet. The one with Holly. I think her and I kind of talked about that a little bit. And then I just had a researcher on who actually studied under Brad Schoenfeld. Okay. Um, oh yeah. I, I think you really like that one. It's going to be released on Thursday, but I'll send it over to you almost for done here. And yeah. so, so like, do you, uh, for your deloads, are you have you ever just thought of being like, I'm just going to take a week off, like just full, or have you always been like, I'm going to just go down to, you know, RPE six at most. Um, you know, cut volume by twenty percent, something like that. Like, or so, you... like the way that I did it this most recent time, and I really needed it. Like, I mean, I was like, "Holy fuck!" I don't even want to fucking go to the gym right now. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was fucking torched because I was going for quite a few weeks straight, and I was cutting. But I mean, I was hitting records. I felt really good there for a little bit. And like the last two weeks, I'm like, all right, it, it is definitely time. So since I'm only going four days a week, what I'll do is actually I'll reduce the volume and a little bit of the intensity. So like, make sure I get this right. So I do six exercises for like biceps, triceps, shoulders, calves, and then um, for like hamstrings, I'll do four set or eight sets. No, I'm sorry, four sets in a workout or uh, glutes four sets and then like quads chest 
back, I do eight sets per workout. What I will do when I deload is typically I'll move like my chest, quads, and uh, back down to six sets. And then like yeah. my biceps, triceps, and shoulders, those will go down to like four sets. And I'll actually only, ro- I'll only work out two days during that week, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I'll take like five days off. And then when I go back into it, just feel fucking fully primed. And the reason why I do this now is because I had uh, Dr. Bill Campbell on, if you know who he is. He's yeah, yeah. fucking awesome. Um, he sent me over a study and he said that um, after he read the study, it was a study done over in Japan. It was kind of dumb the way they did it, but they had people trained six weeks and then take three weeks off, which like nobody does that. <laughs> nobody <laughs> does that. More than yeah. you need. <laughs> um, he says that now he'll typically do like four weeks on and then one week off. And I mean, he's like, he's published over like fucking 200 studies. So um, I think taking five days off, you're going to be perfectly fine. But yeah, but that's for- usually, I remember that's what the like, that's what the old bodybuilders used to do. They would literally just take a week off. Yep. Like they would just be like, I'm just like not even training, which, you know, I, I, I think there is something to that. I think there's also something to like keeping at least some training, just so when you get yeah. back in, like, I, I don't know, there's something about if you do miss a couple of days, my problem. So because of, I'm a newly trained, my problem right now is when I do do my deload weeks, I have to tell myself, this is good because I feel like I'm not going as hard as I should in the gym, which I like my, my brain is telling me you need to get, you could do like five, six more reps, go like hit it. And it, like, I have to be like, no, 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 no. I need, I, I know my body needs this because I'm not yeah. completely, I'm not worn out yet. Okay. Um, so well, I guess my question is, are you programming deloads or are you kind of like auto-regulating them? So like, no, you this, these, are, these are program deloads. Um, okay. So if usually if after yeah. six weeks, if I may make one critique, cause you're still relatively new. Um, I would almost skip deloads until you feel like you need them because yeah. you may be leaving a little bit of gains on the table. And I'm not saying it's going to make like a night and day difference, but for me, I've, I used to do it like every five weeks and I'm like, but sometimes I don't even feel like I need it. So why yeah, should you? Cause if you can still keep pushing, keep pushing. Yeah. See, that's what I was th- wondering because I was like, especially cause yeah, like newly trained, I was like, every time I've done a deload, which I've done, um, uh, about three or four since mm-hmm. i mean so yeah about since i started lifting um i'm like in, in my mind i'm like i can still push this my i'm not uh tapped out i still have every motivation to get to the gym which i know that's yeah. a big thing like usually like whenever you do like get really tapped out you're like i don't want to go to the gym today like at all like I, that's like, time no... for a deload as soon as yeah you it's like, like that it's time <laughs> yeah and like, i haven't hit that yet outside of like where you know some days you just don't feel as good but like right. at, like there's been no like don't want to go there's been no like i have like joint pain isn't there so that was a big one like joint pain has, has been zero um but so that might be something where i just keep pushing until you know maybe my really auto-regulate or maybe even just like okay second year in now mm-hmm. even though it may not still but it's been over a year or two years yeah. of like hard training should just implement it just to get ahead of it if i need to kind of thing yeah like i said i used to program them and i found that like there were some weeks where i was like nah man i, I could still rock and roll with it okay. um but yeah, definitely like the diet breaks were really, really big for me. And I remember even posting like the carbon diet group um app 
Jesus Christ, I fucked that all up. <laughs> I remember <laughs> posting the group on Facebook and I'm like, holy fuck. For everybody cutting out there, make sure you take your, you know, your diet break week. And Menno Henselman, I, I think I sent you over that podcast that Menno yes. and uh, Mike Matthews did. And they said, oh, well, it's not like you, you should just cut the whole way through. But man, like it is very individual. But at the same time, like, holy fuck, is it nice to just be able to sit down and eat like some fucking junk food and not have to yeah, worry about just like or, or even for a while, they're just like not worry as much about like because it's also like like I, said, I think I said this I was like it's a psychological kind of mental thing oh, absolutely. where you're always thinking about like what's the calories of this how much how much of it can you become I very eat? food focused yeah and it's like in a, in a kind of bad way like where you're like you're not just enjoying the time you have right. with family or friends mm-hmm. you're thinking like okay but how many calories is this I can't I can't have that no I like it's, it kind of takes away from your life in a sense. Yeah. Uh, so i bet that is nice and i and uh i definitely need to do that more which i already do i kind of like if i might not be a diet break might just more like a cheat day mm-hmm. but it's definitely good to have those in one thing i want to ask you and this is something i just recently started to look into how much of like the i know the uh you probably seen the knees over toes guy um mm-hmm. uh, how much of that stuff do you implement into your own program how much do you anybody that you've talked to how much do they see it as like uh this is necessary. This is like, um, this is good if you can get the time to put it in. Uh, like, especially like uh, the one that was like, um, like your uh, tibialis muscle. Like, how much should you be like working at it? How much neck work do you do? How much like um, different like ATG split squats, something like that? I was like, do you do I any of that? Really... Or... No, no. The only thing I really incorporated, I think, is actually really good. And I mean, I'm just ignorant to a lot of this stuff. And I've sh- I used to listen to him a little bit, but um, the slant board stuff, um, the slant oh, board yeah. stuff, I've found to be very, very useful because um, I used to just let the butt wink rip, and I like never realized that I had shitty squat form. Yeah. Um, I find that once again, the slant board does really help you fucking nail your quads if you need it. Yeah, um, that's really about it. I, I should probably listen to some of his stuff. See, I was I was just recently it. getting into it, and I was thinking, I was like, this makes sense because like we're putting a lot of stress on our knees mm-hmm. and our joints and our tendons, and like if we're not directly trying to strengthen those as much as we do our our la- our actual muscles themselves, mm-hmm. they could become you know you have an overdeveloped, underdeveloped thing, which could lead to you know injuries and like being more flexible and like everyday life is i mean is practical you know mm-hmm. like it's 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 very practical in it which i've already found myself i was telling my wife this the other day i was like whatever you do an rdl it is a stretch that you're just loading because mm-hmm. i mean that entire thing where you go down like one of the things you're looking for is a, a to feel a stretch in your hamstrings that's i mean yeah and i found that i'm a lot more flexible in my hamstrings now than what i was before i started lifting which conventional wisdom was always like oh if you lift you'll get tight like everything will start but i'm a lot more flexible now but i feel like there's a lot of stuff like like neck work like Mm -hmm. i actually did i was uh i messed up i was doing um some rope uh like ab curls you know like where you have the rope above oh yeah yeah, yeah. and i messed up and i did the wrong thing and i like strained my neck and so for net like that was like god that's like two and a half months ago or more and I still have pain in my neck just from that, from where I strained oh, it. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, um, God, I need to do like actually some neck exercises and actually strengthen the muscles like in my mm-hmm. my back and my neck on the side, 
which I know it's like it's a something there is direct neck exercises, but mm-hmm. like to me, like if I see someone doing it in the gym, like I, I feel like I feel like one like it feel I feel like an idiot if I did it, but I know it's like it's useful. I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever done it before. No, so um, <laughs> playing music, I headbang a lot. So my, my oh yeah, pretty jacked that one. <laughs> but uh, it, when it comes to the mobility stuff, I was still podcast recently. I want to say it was Revive Stronger, and they were saying, I, I can't. I wish I remembered it because they were elaborating on a study that actually found if you're training with full range of motion, you actually get similar benefits as to stretching, which yeah. I was like, Oh no shit. So um, I, I just never skimp on long or on full range of motion, but yes. I'm actually having a researcher on tomorrow or sometime soon, a Milo Wolf, if you've heard of him, he's kind of broken the orthodoxy a little bit and he's doing research on partial range of motion in the lengthened position. And there's actually, there, there's something. A, yeah. Yeah. There's, hey, ahead, a, there's some reason. No, no, that's all right. Um, there's some research coming out that suggests that may actually be better than full range of motion, which is kind of once again completely opposite of what the traditional orthodoxy that, would kind of uh, talk about. So I'm I'm really interested to talk to him. And that's kind actually of see what's something going on. that um, in these uh, Jeff different programs I've been doing. That's something that he actually is already, already kind of implementing a lot of um, the stretched position of like the most especially he was like especially like with triceps and biceps he's done it like a lot of like he'll implement like preacher curls only in the bottom half because it's been shown in the that's that's in the stress position so Mm -hmm. you only do half the preacher curl up so you can load it more so you can have like a heavier weight because you're only doing half reps but they've shown to have an increase in uh hypertrophy from that What's up, everybody? Um, We're going to take a quick break and tell you about the show's sponsors. Um, We are brought to you by LMNT Electrolytes. I've been using this stuff for years, and what I've honestly found is that if I didn't have electrolytes before some kind of cardio, and sometimes even before workouts, that my workout performance, or definitely cardio performance, would suffer greatly. Sodium is responsible for every single movement, pretty much, in your entire body. And let's say you drink a lot of caffeine, (laughs) like I like to do, then um, maybe it is a good idea, like I do every single morning, um, put some LMNT chocolate electrolytes um, there in your coffee to get a little bit more sodium, potassium, and uh, magnesium in your coffee so that way whatever diuretic effect you get from the caffeine is pretty much diluted by the fact that you put chocolate salt in it. Um, also, it tastes really, really good. Get some uh, chocolate creamer, hazelnut creamer, or even coconut, and uh, mix that all up. It tastes really, really good. So, uh, yeah, make sure you drop by, go to drinklmnt.com slash health and uh, pick you up some electrolytes today. All right, guys, thanks. Same as with, um, there's he actually has, a, um, it's a superset of tricep pushdowns into tricep overhead extensions, and you only do the um like the bottom half of the mm-hmm. push down and the top half so it's only from here to like there so just getting that long head of the tricep mm-hmm. just really i mean and so and it like so you can load the shit out of them and mm-hmm. like but and you can do a lot more but it's also supposed to be a lot better so I, that's cool that you're having them on because i've heard about that and i mm-hmm. thought and to me it kind of it kind of does make sense because if you think about what you know the muscle is for like you're losing a lot of the leverage at the end ranges of 
some of like on their bicep whenever especially on preacher curls when you're coming mm-hmm. up like all the loading i mean all the stress that's here to here to here and now mm-hmm. you're losing a lot i mean you can even feel it in your bicep like up mm-hmm. there like it's kind of loses the um loses the tension yeah it loses a lot of the tension at the top so they're yeah. saying well then just do more of it on the bottom and do those partial reps mm-hmm. and stay where that tension is the the highest and then you can also progressively overload a lot easier that way as well yeah so there where this kind of originally came from was it was a mechanistic study i think in birds and what they did to these birds was like they tied on these ridiculously heavy weights onto these birds and like over time in like the stretch position they got significantly stronger and grew significantly larger muscles and they've kind of tried to tease this out in humans but um like i said that milo wolf guy if you look him up he's been on iron culture and he's also been on Revive Stronger a bunch of times. In fact, I think like literally just yesterday, as of when we're recording this, um, he was on Revive Stronger with Mike Isratel, who's the big, you know, his thing's yeah. Team Full Rom. Mm-hmm. Um, they were kind of discussing this. And I, I really like the way that Mike, I, he debates people sometimes, but like when he discusses things, he really gives like the full spectrum. And they were, they, I think they covered it really, really well. And Mike, approach to it was like well i want to make sure we're not overselling this because you i'm sure you saw what happened with terkesterone and beta actisterone is that oh my god everyone's gonna have terkesterone you know greg duchette i put on four pounds of muscle in a month um but i mean that didn't really i i doubt that really happened i mean the same same thing you can say right now with ashkawana and um fucking tonkat ali Ali. like in like people are saying it works like really works and like the stuff with like tonkat is like it works mostly with people that already have low testosterone mm-hmm. or are over 35 uh, and are like the, you know, when your testosterone really starts to dip down, like you seem great. So like for me, I was like, cause someone said like, you should get on it. And I'm like, I'm 27. And like, I, like, I don't, I, I, I would, I need to go get tested and see what my different, uh, my levels are for testosterone and different, and I'll do a full blood workup of everything. You just make sure I, yeah. you know, kind of look at where I need to supplement at and what I need to do. But I was like, I don't need to have Tomcat. And if there any is any negative downsides, I don't think the positive upsides of for my time right now mm-hmm. are as would outweigh what the negatives could be. So same with like um Ashwagandha. Like I don't I feel like I don't need that right now. If I'm taking I mean I take creatine and I take a multivitamin, I take fish oil mm-hmm. pills. That's all I take. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think people get really worked up, and there's so much marketing that goes in this kind of shit. Like, like I said, testosterone had all the marketing in the world, man. Yeah, I mean, I took this shit for almost like a year, and I can't say that I saw anything significant. Um, I even took Tonkatali for a little bit with ashwagandha, and um, I had some other stuff in like a stack that I was doing, and really, I can't say that I noticed any significant difference. Um, really, all I take now, I do take a multivitamin, um, because they had a sale on a Tiger Fitness. Um, they had this uh, supplement called Peak Physicor with a multivitamin side, so some of that, uh, fish oil, vitamin D. Uh, I am taking a fat burner now from Redcon One and, um, also a little bit of him being in a body recomposition pill. Um, yeah, so it's like mostly I just do like the, the vitamin just because a you lot just want to make sure you... you're covering your bases. Yeah, you're covering your bases. Like, I mean, and a lot of these stuff, even if you aren't low. Mm. even going above the daily recommended value still that's been shown to well it's not hurt it's been shown to actually help in some way especially like with mm-hmm. uh like um magnesium with sleeping uh vitamin d is like a like ridiculously amazing for almost i mean you can get the um i think like the 
dosage that it would take for vitamin D to become like actually bad for you is legitimately like a ridiculous amount that uh, nobody could ever get, like really get to unless you're outside all day and supplementing to a ridiculous degree. So it's like, yeah. and up to that point, it's totally beneficial. Um, and then, um, I mean, I'm trying to think of any other ones, like some vitamin B, just making sure you get everything in. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, the other thing I was talking about stretching. Do you, have you had anybody on to talk about the benefits of stretching either mid-workout after a set or anything like actually target stretching of like like so having like uh doing you have you have your bench press and you start doing a loaded uh, table flies and not necessarily a little stretch but like you get done with your table flies Mm -hmm. and they're like i'm gonna stretch my pec for 30 seconds right after that get a good deep stretch on each side and then do another set good deep stretch on each side to see because it's almost like maya reps yeah, yeah, it is. And it's just mm-hmm. getting a good stretch to the area, which has been shown to have some sort of effect to hypertrophy, which, and I'm, because the big thing was before that was saying like stretching before workout could hinder performance. Mm-hmm. Right. And so a lot of people stop stretching before workouts. Um, mm-hmm. I was wondering because just talking about, you know, getting a good stretch in the workout itself, but while stretching in between workouts that not necessarily loaded, but just, mm-hmm. uh, stretching in general how do you feel yeah. about that um i i do it occasionally but i think yeah. max and i kind of talk about that which um the i'll send you over that podcast whenever we're done here um him and i kind of covered that a little bit and he sent me the literature review that he did on deloads and training to failure versus um i can't remember some of the other stuff that he did but yeah, he sent me over those literature reviews and it, yeah it was really interesting so um i, I think for like calves i'm, I'm blessed that is like the one area where i got really really lucky like if you look at my mom's calves they look like fucking bodybuilder calves and Dude, even when my i dad's was calves <laughs> <laughs> when i was 250 pounds my calves were still like defined and huge so now that i'm you know a lot leaner i'm like yeah i, I still got yeah, it <laughs> dude that's what my dad like for some reason also his his tibialis is literally rock solid it is like ridiculous <laughs> like he's like for some reason like his calves are really big and he can he can lift like a ridiculous amount of weight. Like his uh, usually when he does like like he's out, he said his toe press on the leg press is like into the four hundreds, like for like ten to twelve. Like it's like yeah. it's like ridiculous. I'm like this is crazy, which it is funny. I was actually uh, leg press is like the most ego lift out of anything I probably seen oh, in yeah. the gym, dude. I saw the guy, I saw a guy the other day just load up and then just do like the most partial of partial reps oh with, my god with, with, yeah. with the pushing with his hands like mm-hmm. it was like dude you're not like when i get a leg press i'm going knees to chest mm-hmm. and then with my ass i like try i mean i almost strain my forearms by pulling myself my ass mm-hmm. into that seat i'm the um, same way yeah because it's like if why else would i not why else would i do leg press if i'm not like i, I could just go do a hack squat or just a regular squat if I'm not going, the whole point is to get that full range of motion mm-hmm. and like, and you can overload it. Usually, I mean, you can load it more. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, it's just funny. Let's see those people. In the oh, dude, I, I talk shit about people on Twitter all the time because I, I see them. <laughs> and I just like, I want to walk up to them and tell them your range of motion sucks. Like, or just be go like, down. Like, listen, <laughs> like, listen, dude, like you're, you're not doing, you're not helping yourself at all. This is mm-hmm. literally, like, I'm not lying. It's doing nothing for you. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, like, it's, uh, whatever minimum gains you get from this, like, it's not even close to what you would get by half, literally halving 
how much weight you're doing and going full range of motion, you'll see triple the amount of uh, performance uh, mm-hmm. over time, like than what you're doing right now. And like, nobody really cares like how much weight you're doing on the leg press. It really doesn't matter. Like no one cares. <laughs> right. I mean, I see people doing like the, uh, the row machine, you know, with the uh, doing like oh, Yates yeah. rows and they're fucking <laughs> doing one of those. I'm like, hey, dude, come on, stop. <laughs> you know get your core real tight low pull up yeah down quit quit fucking doing that because all you're doing is fucking yourself up or people who will do like dumbbell press they'll fucking grab like 90 pounds each side and they're like like oh, dude you God. suck <laughs> like dude lower the weight i think it was like down uh and up last week i got into a um like a it was on instagram it was like a gym fails uh like just <laughs> page on instagram dude i just yeah. scrolled through that like like for an hour and i was just laughing i mean there was is a lot of those ones of the dumbbell press somebody getting a ridiculous amount of like where they where they cannot lift it up onto their leg mm-hmm. um and they have to have, have people help them get on their leg and then thinking that they're going to be able to push it and then do reps out of it like you're yeah. not you can't even pick the damn weight up you're like i mean you're not going to be able to chest press it. Like if you can't even, you know, your back can't lift it. Like you're, it's ridiculous. Um, another one is the, uh, the lap pull downs. I see a lot of, like, oh, oh my God, They're like I mean, fucking working like, their taint doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I mean, or like, and not even like, which I struggle like because of just my, I have shorter arms. So getting the full range of motion down to my, like to get it, down on my chest mm. is really hard for me to do especially like once it gets uh, into later reps uh yeah. but like i still try to get i have you know a little bit of momentum with it you know because it's mm. it's fine especially to get to failure but like i st- like seeing people like going crazy heavy mm. doing i mean just like just yeah. like the most oh they're fucking <laughs> they're fully fucking ramping up to it yeah and or just like their I saw entire these... body is like <laughs> they're like doing kipping lat pull downs <laughs> but uh I, there there were uh these kids doing uh shoulder presses with dumbbells and i remember like he got it up and the guy already had his hands underneath his elbows helping him lift it up i'm like just just go like 40 pounds lighter you're doing like yeah, 80 you... pounds and you can hardly do one rep and he, you know it's like this right like, yeah Come it's on. not even like there you come go. On, get down. Like hit that elbow to that to that that side. But, um, do you have a problem with like uh, high schoolers in your gym? I don't know what if you have a home gym or you do. Uh... Yeah, no, I go to a. It's a local place called Club NVT, and uh, actually, the one lady who owns it is actually a uh, bodybuilder for Axis Sledge, uh, Justine Albert. Um, yeah, dude, I, I I hate these fucking kids so much. And like, it I have is, a pretty good is, home set up, but like, I, I they're like yelling and screaming, ego lifting. Yeah, I just like want to beat their asses. I really do. It, I it, there's a like a pro and cons of this thing. One is like, it's good to see, like, for some reason right now, getting in the gym has become like a like it's i feel like it's bigger than ever like it's it's like a cool the cool thing to do is now yeah. it's like it's like a cultural thing it's like you need to go to the gym because it's cool like you go there and which is good it's getting kids it's getting people to work out get better like whatever at the same time like when something becomes more popular that means you get like people that one they don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. and two like well, they're just there just to be cool and so like then they just do it like and god it'll it becomes 
like some of these high schoolers like i i it's weird like they'll do like squats like every day like it's like it's like but like heavy squats like there was there was people with my dad at his gym and he was like there was kids in there and i think they did like i mean it must have been 10 sets of squats uh doing one rep maxes you're fucking dead you'd be torn they were doing like one rep maxes too and they would not they would not get it they would like go down they would not make it and then they would go heavier and i'm like this is and like my dad was like he told me he was like they were doing these two days ago he was like he was like the same thing same guys and i was like what he was like yeah it was like and i was like god it's it and they all got the um the broccoli hair and the fucking chain jim <laughs> shark yeah, the gym shark. The... <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, dude, I, I see kids like that all the time. And they're being obnoxious and making noises. And, like, I, I get it. And I'm glad you guys are here doing something. But, like, please just shut the fuck up and work out. Yeah, no. Please. Dude, I, I it's, I, I have, I, I have, like, that uh, thing where I don't want to, like, I, I make sure I don't, like, get anybody's, annoy anybody in the gym. Like, I, I make sure, I go almost the other way of, like, I'm. Anytime I'm in somebody's, oh my sorry, man, my bad. Like I, yeah. I make I very make sure because I feel like it's like you're there to work out. Like mm. you don't want like unless you're friends with people in there and you talk a little bit. Like this is the guy I talk to about like we talk about like basketball every time we're in there for like 10, 15 minutes. Mm. My wife hates it because she's like she's on the treadmill. She's like, we're trying to warm up, get ready to go. Like, are you gonna quit fucking talking so that we can I'm like sorry, but like I, I like I I've messed up two times within the past uh couple months uh once was i was squatting i well actually they're both on squats i pulled off too much weight on one side uh -huh. that fucking bar fl flipped over slammed down on the and uh broke the clip and dude i felt <laughs> i i felt like i was going to die dude. like every, the entire gym looked at me and it was packed and i was like oh my god um uh, which that was so embarrassing. And then the second it was, the second one was I went heavy on squat. Was trying to do, um, I think it was like three forty five mm -hmm. for five. So I hit, I hit three forty the week four for five, and I was like, mm -hmm. okay, so I get three forty five. So I go down one, go to the second rep, go for the third rep, and I couldn't get up. And I had already, my wife was behind me. And I said, you got to like, because I was she's spotting me, and I said, help. And so she comes and she tries to curl that fucking bar. And my wife, <laughs> my wife is one thirty five, maybe. Like it's not she, happening. <laughs> she just curl it. I'm like, that's not enough. And she and so and uh, I did have the um, safety bars on, but I had them too low. I didn't realize oh, I didn't change them when I got no. there. They're, they're yeah. at the lowest setting. So I was like all the way down and then and oh man i was like you're trying to kill me <laughs> so i was like you're literally trying to kill me there and i was like next time with your legs like you like you squat the bar with me because you're not gonna curl 345 <laughs> no, no i'm not fucking curling 345 either <laughs> it's like it's like it's not gonna happen and i need more help than just a little like i needed i it was it was just like one of those things and uh there's a guy came up to me he was like yeah I was I was on the other side of the gym and I just heard you know the grunt when somebody like mm -hmm. gives out yeah you know that he was like I heard the <clears throat> and he was like I started coming because I knew what just happened mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I saw you on the ground 
<laughs> yeah, I'll, the worst spill I had, uh, I used to do box jumps a lot, um, and I can actually jump pretty high. So, like, I'm about six feet tall, and I had it set, like, up to my chest almost. And I think I got it, but I remember, like, I can feel when I'm not going to make the jump. Mm. And I was feeling it, and this is when I lived out in Ohio. And I went to go do it, and I fucking biffed it, dude. Fucking plastic and shit went everywhere. <laughs> I was, like, this close from a fucking dumbbell rack. And somebody oh. came over, and they're like, dude, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm fine. I just took a little bit of a spill. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, like, the worst mistake I ever made. But um, I normally go to the gym early on Sundays. Like, I'm normally in there anywhere from, like, 5.45 to 6.15. Nobody and- must be in there. Yeah, no, no, nobody. But um, when I used to go to the other gym, Anytime Fitness, um there was thankfully somebody there and it was like the first time I was getting around to bench it again. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm going to go for like a 275 bench. And I did like two or uh, 225 pretty comfortably. No, dude, I didn't have that. So thankfully somebody was there, but I remember feeling my chest just like super stretched out. I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. Oh. But yeah. The guy came over and he helped me out. So yeah. There's been that- a couple times on, on bench press because usually like I'll go for that last rep mm. and it's grinder. Just like, okay. I just need to get, to that first hook mm-hmm. and then like and i'm just, I'm just like Doop, and then i just kind of lean because <laughs> like, it is like i'm not getting that top hook but i can get that mm-hmm. first one and those are scary like mm-hmm. I, there's something about a benching without a spotter and like when you feel it you're like i'm not gonna get this all the way up i can only i get it there or it's on my chest and i'm just sitting here until somebody comes help me yeah <laughs> those are fucking scary yeah dude it's it those grinder reps you're like yeah. i don't know if this like this could be it man <laughs> i may be dying under some fucking iron at the same time like you're with a spotter and you're sitting there going like no i got it got it and you're just like barely i mean like you feel your chest is like on fire your yeah. delts like you're trying so you're just trying to fucking get that last little bit out just to get it up at the top you, you need some kind of uh some male smelling salts come on dude rub that shit in <laughs> Dude, it's already been a fucking hour i can't believe yeah, it. we didn't talk about any fucking libertarian stuff which i absolutely love um we'll definitely have to do it again so go we ahead will, give absolutely plugs. oh yeah yeah uh plugs towering and cole on twitter uh fat dave fat comic dave i've been tweeting as much because i've just been fucking busy with work and life and i had a new kid mm-hmm. um and just so but uh uh tower gang uh podcast uh that's a, i do uh Comedic, comedic podcast uh, with some buddies of mine, Jose, Toad, uh, Clint Russell, and Top, Lobster, and Reed Coverdale. We do that every Wednesday, so go check us out there. For sure, man. Well, I'm glad you'd come uh, hang out on the show. and uh, Absolutely. You know, we'll definitely do it again, man. All right, everybody. Like, subscribe, share. I should always do that at the beginning of the show, but I absolutely never do. So until next time, everybody, rock and roll and take care. I'll see you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.